I'm Patrick Bedev, your host of Value Team, and today I want to talk to you about eight reasons why CEOs get fired. You hear a lot of people getting fired, WeWork, Papa John's, many of them. Why is it? We're going to talk about eight reasons why they do. So let's get right into it. The first thing I want to look at is the following. There's a study done by LinkedIn. They looked at 12,000 CEOs who have 50 plus employees from 20 different countries to see what they did before they became CEOs. And this is what they gathered. Number one, most common first jobs of these CEOs is they were first consultants. Then the other one is software engineer, then analyst, sales manager, project manager, account manager, manager, founder, associate software developer. These are top 10. Then the second one was most common first job functions, what they were doing with that function, their first job before they became CEOs. Number one was biz dev, going around shaking hands, getting to know people. Very interesting and insightful to know that people who are good with people eventually become CEOs. Number two was sales, think about it. Number one is biz dev, number two is sales, then it's engineering, technical, then infotech, then consulting, finance, entrepreneurship, operations, marketing. That's what they had. Now, the next part is looking at right before they became CEOs, what did they do before and what percentage of them were directors? Directors of a department, directors of this before they became CEOs. 72% before becoming a CEO, they were a director. 72% of them went director, then they became CEOs with the company. And outside of that, this is very interesting, is how many of the CEOs were recruited externally from another company, how many of the CEOs were promoted internally. Very, very interesting here. 20% were promoted internally, 80% came from the outside. You know, some people would have thought maybe more came from inside than external, but 80% came from outside, meaning they hired a headhunter, they hired a corn ferry, a recruiting company. We're looking for a CEO. Somebody went out there and found them. They spent their $200,000 on the CEO, and then that person came in, and only 20% was promoted internally. This is just something to look at on how folks end up becoming CEOs. Having said that, now let's look at why CEOs get fired. The first one I want to look at is a, C a, C a study that I saw from CNN where the actual CEOs that were fired, I think it's 80, 73 of them that were fired, what was the leading reason for it? Number one reason was poor business performance, that was 30% of it. Number two was relationship issues with the board, 26%. Number three was a lack of a uh, key skill set, which is 22%, and last but not least was alienating the management team, which is 12%. That's tough to do, uh, but it's very common because some people don't want to talk to their management team because the management team is typically the one that's most critical of the CEO they're working in, so they'll kind of create a certain distance between them, and then there is no relationship, and then sometimes it's too late, and you no longer have influence. We'll get deeper into that. Now, here's the next one. This is from Forbes. And this is very insightful because it's the actual board members, 1,087 of them, who decide, I think we got to fire the CEO. How they came to their decision and why they said, I don't think this person's qualified to be a CEO anymore. Very interesting. Look what they said. Five reasons. Number one reason, 31%, would they, would they mismanage change. So we're going through a different season. We're going through change. They mismanaged change. They didn't know how to, they either hurt the culture on how it was with the company and then it was a new thing, or going into a new thing, they didn't know what new ideas to come up with, but the whole thing is they mismanaged change. Second one, ignoring customers. 
was 28%. Number three was tolerating low performance. Interesting that 27%, uh, just visualize the board. You got seven people sitting there, five people sitting there, nine people sitting there saying, this CEO, I like him. I like her. They seem like a nice guy. They seem like a nice, you know, this is somebody that we feel good about. But why are they tolerating low performance? Why are they not pushing their team? The investors, the board is saying, you know, we gotta have somebody that's gonna come in here and really be able to drive. That was number three reason. Number four, denying reality. Yeah, I don't really think that's what we're going through. They're denying, listen, if we go like this, we could potentially go out of business the next two years. Yeah, I don't really think it's as bad as people think it is. Denying reality is 23%. The last one is too much talk, not enough action. You look at this, this isn't just somebody saying it without experience, it's 73 CEOs that were fired and it's 1,087 board, uh, board members that gave feedback on why they decided to vote on firing a CEO makes you think. So it prompted me to make a list here on why CEOs get fired. Number one is obvious, you lose the board. Once you lose the board and the board doesn't feel good about you, you know what happens here. Number two, is in the middle of a scandal. Let's talk about this because this is what many of you send me messages on, both on uh, uh, YouTube and on Instagram, to say, Pat, can you talk about some of this stuff? Let me give you some of the scandals that you've been hearing about. Number one is Papa John's, racial slur. He said that, boom, he had to step down. Number two, Travis Kalanick, sexism and frat culture. That video came out with him talking to one of his drivers and the driver was recording it. It got a several million views and then in Uber they were talking about that there was too much partying and the tr culture wasn't that fair for men and women, all this stuff. Boom, he had to step down. Number three is Tony Hayward, which is a very interesting story because Tony Hayward was the CEO of British Petroleum, I want to say in 2010, and they had this massive spill, they had this massive issue that took place, explosion, it was very problematic, spill, oh, all this stuff that happened, and they lost 11 employees. 11 employees died, okay? So now, he's going through this whole thing, there is this very epic scene, interview that they do, that you gotta watch, it's like six seconds, you gotta watch it, where they're asking him questions, after he lost 11 employees, the families of the 11 employees are contacting this guy, and here's what Tony Hayward says in an interview. He says, look, nobody wants this, to, this thing to be done than me. Nobody wants it to be done more than me. I want my life back. It's the line of what he said. You just lost 11 employees who lost their life. They're never gonna get a life. He says on an interview, I want my life back. Three months later, he resigned. It was done. You can't, that, that has, and, and it, it was, it's not mismanagement of money or things like that. It's more the humane aspect of you dealing with your people. What do you mean you want your life back? 11 people, the way you handled crisis wasn't good, gone. And then Carlos Ron, who is the chairman of Nissan, Renault, and uh, I believe Mitsubishi, he had a scandal that took place with him with Mitsubishi company assets and misleading investors. November 2018, I think he got arrested in Japan. Uh, when his issue was taking place. And this was a, this was a person that was CEO and chairman, a chairman of three different companies, not small companies, Renault, Nissan, Mitsubishi, and all of a sudden all this stuff came about. There's a video you can watch about his wife and kind of study what happened here, but he had to step down. And last but not least, the recent one with Adam Newman. Hey, really, we work is worth $48 billion. And then after a little bit of research they're doing, well, you do sign 15-year leases and you do get it at a discount and you kind of selling a little bit upsell, but what if those 15-year leases, some people cut their contracts with you because the economy is bad. I don't really know if you're worth 48 billion. I think you really only worth 15 billion dollars. His net worth dropped from 4.2 for 2.1 and then he was using companies resources for his own personal 
lifestyle and at the same time you know doing a little bit of drugs while at work so let's just say those are true i don't remember i'm reading these articles of what the media is telling us and what we're reading about but if a decision was made to fire somebody we better believe some of the stuff is true right this scandal a mistake hurts anybody everybody's in that place that's me that's any of you that are ceos you have to know that the number one of the reasons why CEOs get fired is in the middle of a scandal. It can happen to anybody. So you kind of kind of control some of your decisions that you're making. Next on top of this three was not meeting expectations. Very simple. Number four, not not the uh, majority control is a technical one. If you control most of the board and the board wants to fire you, you can't fire you. I have a guy that uh, we were talking about possibly uh, 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 working with this guy and he was kind of asking me for counsel and he said he wants to bring an investor in but he doesn't want to lose control because what if the board decides to fire him? Well, if he doesn't bring the investor in, he needs the resources to get bigger so he doesn't want to take the money because he loses too many board seats. Well, they'll get three, he'll have two, and the three can vote against him to fire him. He doesn't want that kind of risk. He's worried about it. So he doesn't want to get the money. So to him, it's more important to control. So again, that's very basic and technical. New buyer, somebody comes in, you were the old CEO. We bought 100% of it. Guess what? Um, yeah, you know what? We want to bring our own CEO. I mean, we like you. It's cool. But do you mind sitting here as a consultant and maybe when we need you, we'll pay you $1,000 an hour, $500 an hour, whatever it is, and we'll give you a return of $50,000 right now that's needed. But uh, we want to bring our own CEO. And so you're fired. Thank you. You can publicly resign because it's better if you resign rather than us firing you. But I think that's the direction we want to go. No problem. Indirect way of getting fired. It's a new buyer coming in. It happens all the time. Uh, sometimes the CEO fires themselves. I just don't think I'm the guy for this job. And I'm not a number one guy. I thought I was, but I'm not. I'm, I'm better being a number two guy, and I'll step down. I'll go back to my position. No problem. You fire yourself, and you step away. Then the next one is a lost influence over the team. Very basic. We talked about this a little bit. This happens all the time when one loses influence. Where either they're golfing too much, they're away too much, they're not in and out of the office regularly, they're kind of big-shotting it a little bit, and the people are like, wait a minute. You come here, you're demanding people to get to work, and then you're going to your golf uh, you know, game that you have, and no, you don't really, you're not really working that hard. I don't know if the board really knows about it. We're doing all the work. You're only here 10 hours a week. What the hell is going on over here? You lose your team that uh, eventually leaks and board finds out about it. And a company has outgrown the CEO's abilities. Sometimes a company, you may have been a CEO of a company doing 50 million a year. You're doing good. Maybe you were a CEO of a company now doing 100 million a year. You're still doing okay. But the company gets to doing a billion dollars a year, you're no longer somebody that should be the CEO of the company at a billion dollars a year. Company outgrows the CEO. We need a different kind of a CEO to manage a billion dollar company and a $10 billion company, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes people stay, sometimes people outgrow and they bring a CEO from the outside. And that's some of the reasons why CEOs get fired. Now, how to prevent, how to prevent. Number one, know that you can get fired. Every time I have a meeting with my staff, I say, guys, do you know who gets fired here the most? They said, who? I said, I guarantee you none of you guys get fired more than the CEO does. I get fired every day. What do you mean? Every time a client cancels, I get fired. It's their way of saying, I'd rather do business with somebody else than you. Every time an agent leaves, every time an employee leaves, every time any negative happens, it's a form of getting fired. And by the way, if I don't do a good job, you fire me. I can't fire you. Of course you can fire me. How do I fire you? I simply say I want to go work somewhere else. It's a form of you firing me to go work for another CEO, another company. That's a form of getting fired. Never thought about it that way. So if you're a CEO running a company, keep that in mind. It doesn't matter that you're a CEO. 
all the pressure is on you. you. You share the position with different departments, but it's very important to know that you can get fired. Don't get arrogant to the point that I'm so important, I'm so needed, they will never fire me. Yes, you, number one, need to know you can get fired. Number two, growth in sales is not looking good. If sales is not up, everything else is irrelevant. Sales, a lot of times, forgives you. Look at today's election time. What is the one reason why a lot of people are not paying attention to anything else when it comes down to Trump's re-election? Economy is doing good. Look at economy as sales. When sales is good, people can sometimes overlook some of the other areas because sales is good. So you got to grow your sales. Three is you don't pour into your team anymore, so you got to start pouring into your team. You got to start kind of believing in them and encouraging them and having plans for them long term, talking about business planning with them, developing new leaders. When you're developing new leaders, people say, well, when this guy's in my life, I become a better human being. Wow, this is good. I like working with him because I am becoming a better leader. Well, then you're needed because you are a leader that's developing leaders. Next one, bringing in new customers. Sometimes when a CEO goes to a company and a company does very good and he brings three customers that have a relationship with him from a prior company, that's like clout. Hey, this is good. We need this guy because those three big customers that are with us now is because of the CEO. Wow, we like this guy. He's got some contacts. Let's keep him. Six, bring new partners in. You come into the company. You're a CEO. Hey, uh, I think we got to bring this technology person. Hey, we got to bring this PR company here. We got to bring this product over here. We got to bring this thing over here. All these partners that are being brought up, they're being brought here because of you, the new CEO. So you're now deep relationship within the company of all these people that are there doing business with the company because of you. Not just customers, but partners and technology now. Next, you create new alliances. You're now good with the CMO. You're not good with the CFO. You're not good with the COO. You're not good with the president. You're not good with the you know, director of this, VP of this. You now have alliances. People are liking your voice. They're liking your philosophy of leading. You're winning votes. And last but not least is mismatching culture. Let me talk about mismatching culture. So sometimes a CEO comes to a culture and the culture clashes. For example, say we got five different types of CEOs. Somebody's extremely driven. We're going to go out there and do this. Hey, we're competitive. We're going to beat number one and we're going to be number one one day and we're going to do this. Very, 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 very competitive, right? You know, or somebody that's very, you know, this is very idealistic. It's about learning. It's about improving. It's about getting better. We're going to be okay. We're going to get better. We're going to read this thing. We're going to study this thing. It's idealistic. So three, steward, safe. You're loyal. You're dependable. You're helpful. You're reliable, right? It's a very good guy to have. He's a steward to the company, a different kind of a CEO. I'm here to help you guys out. I'm here to work together. I'm here to do this. Diplomat. Diplomat is somebody that does well with everybody. You know, he's good with customers. Diplomat is good with compliance. Diplomat knows how to talk to sales. Diplomat knows how to talk to board. Diplomat knows how to talk to media. Diplomat knows how to talk to a lot of different people. Maybe not the best driver, but it's good at bringing people together and synergizing. So it's a good culture. And last but not least, it's the technical guy or the gal. Knows a lot about the products. Knows a lot about the industry. Knows a lot about everything. I just had a conference call this morning. I was getting an update on some of these insurance companies, you know, uh, uh, the changing of CEOs. One of these companies, that's a $200 billion company, they were giving me some uh, insight on what's going on with this company. They went from uh, a CEO that was extremely technical. When he's the CEO, the company started going down. He knew more about products than anybody else. But he's all technical and he was always afraid because he knew so much. So because he knew so much, he never moved. Then they went and brought somebody else that was more of a driver and he's a younger guy because they want to grow the company. See, this guy was safe, but it mismatched the culture because the company wanted to grow. Now they're bringing somebody else. So if the board is trying to hire and replace and get a new CEO, if the CEO doesn't match the culture, 
it's not going to work. If he's way too competitive, that culture is not competitive, it's not going to work. If he's very relaxed, chill, technical, and the culture is very competitive, it's not, there's got to be something that there's a mismatch with the culture where it works to help continuously grow the company. So these are some of the things when it comes down to you thinking about why CEOs get fired and why some CEOs are able to stick around. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick David, And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care everybody, bye-bye.